Why are you just now listening to them, Russ? We're like elbows we have, deep in this season This is our 18th two. episode. Why are you just listening to one I don't listen to myself. I don't like to listen to myself. Uh, I well, tolerate. So for us having you five listeners, that means we have four now. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right? God. If you like to listen to yourself, don't leave a comment. Start your own podcast. Get it hosted somewhere. I would say something else there, but this is Calm a family show. Calm down. And calm down. Yeah. But no, I, I finally listened to our, our podcast for the first one. It which was a, it which was one fan, did you listen to? Uh, the uh, the family wedding marriage thing. Millennial marriage. The, yeah, family yeah. wedding <sighs> marriage thing. I don't. I'm not good with names. He names them. Welcome to the podcast where your hosts sample a different scotch each season while we dive into current social, political, and economic issues each episode. This is Scotch and Socialism. All right. Hey, welcome to Scotch and Socialism. It is our... I was going to say penultimate, but it is our ultimate episode our ultimate of episode. season two. Season two. Yeah. Is Wait, that how a, I would say that? That's a big mantle to shoulder. The, the ultimate, ultimate episode. episode. The ultimate, the ultimate showdown might, at Final Destiny. It might be Love the that. ultimate was that episode. What it was called? I believe it was. Yeah, it was, it was so. fantastic. We need to watch that afterwards. Anyways, Man. <clears throat> I feel it's, like I'm I'm in '80s pro wrestling again. Just with the no, ultimate that was very, very early 2000s, like mm. the peak of Flash animation. Oh, yes. This, this was epic The Flash. ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. That's what it was, That's not was. Final Destiny. Still. Go okay. Re- go, we'll, we'll figure it out. We might even link it. It'll be fantastic. Oh, my gosh. I will link I, I'm sure this. someone has I, it uploaded somewhere. I will somewhere. absolutely link this. It is so much of <laughs> That's my the great thing about thing. YouTube is you can find anything. Just now. about. It's amazing. Like you want speaking old... of, do we know if that kid who got, was like the first viral video with the um, the broom and the lightsaber? Gosh, I hope he's making money off of that. Oh, it's like Gilzen or Gizen I can't, or I, can't I don't remember. remember the guy's name, but yeah, if no. If you know what it is, leave a comment. <laughs> if, a comment. Yeah, dig it, dig into your 1998 memes and let us know. Were there memes? <laughs> Actually, no, that in was probably 2001. I mean, it depends on how we're classifying memes. That's true. I mean, it's a culture thing, right? Mm-hmm. So. Anyways, what are we doing tonight? Uh, we're doing Spin the Wheel. So Woo! I'm Jake, one of your hosts, uh, and I'm your resident widget for the night. I love Jake the Widget. That's, I, Jake I the Widget. Love that name. I, uh, I am Russ, and I am also one of your hosts, much like Jake the Widget. Um, and I will be your resident whiner for the evening. <laughs> Wine-er, not wine-o. Thank you. Why, wine- no, yeah, that's, yeah, that's Griff and I. No, why, I feel like, actually, this is perfect. I'm Griff, your third and final host, and your resident whiny because if someone's whining, they're whining at someone, and that person would probably be the whiny. But wouldn't the context change based on if they were listening to you whine versus if you were the target of their whine? Like if I'm talking mm. to Jake about how much I don't like you, are you the whiny? That's a rhetoric cowbell <laughs> moment. That's our first. Wow, you have to hit it, Jake. Beautiful. That's our first rhetoric. Here this is go. literally. Here we go. Here we go bad i love it we'll yay your rhetoric yeah i love how we finally got the bell because somebody decided to take the time to paint a we had that for- bell the entire season and we've never used it that's true we, we don't know how to use it it's a cowbell russ and we don't know you how to watch use it. saturday night live and repeat it's it's not big enough <laughs> it's all they had at the general store before they went out of business i'm sorry <laughs> god all right, well, shall we spin the wheel and figure out where this horrible sure. is ending up? Spin that wheel. Our first oh, starting topic. Starting off with a real fun one. Ah. Being a gifted child is a burden. Wow, this, this is going to be like us like humble bragging, isn't it? No. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'll start. I'm the whiner. So, <laughs> no, it, it sucks growing up when everyone expects you to perform, right? That's accurate. It's one of those things like, oh, well, you, you know, Russ always gets good grades. He always does well in, in his academics. And then one year I decide that I'm bored and I get Fs and people are like, oh, my God, what's wrong with him? Let's get him on drugs. Yeah. Let's put him in the mental institution because there's something horribly wrong. See, I, <laughs> I did this to myself. This is actually kind of I'm kind of serious. I did this to myself in college because I was on a scholarship for my undergrad and I had to maintain a certain GPA. And up until 
that point, I was it, college was pretty easy for me. But this one quarter, I had uh, graphic design, two web design, and a high level English comp tech comp class, uh, and one other class. I had like 16, 17 credits, and I was working. And my web design class was just brutal. And I remember the entire quarter. Doctor Manikoff. He's not a doctor. Good. <laughs> he doesn't even play one on TV. Oh, uh-huh. um, but Manikoth. Yeah, it yeah. was Manikoth. And the whole quarter, it was, I was, you know, practically pulling my hair out because I, I just, I could not get below this GPA. And I had set these expectations for myself for three or four years prior, you know, to just maintain a high GPA the whole way. And then when I had that facing adversity, it was rough. Mm-hmm. It sure. was really rough. Oh, for sure. Also, like side tangent to that, save for things like medical, where you're having to go into very competitive higher education, like higher higher education, right? Post post secondary, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like C's do really get degrees. Oh yeah, they do. I didn't really realize that oh. until I got out of higher ed, not only out of school, but out of higher, cause I used mm-hmm. to work in higher ed. So I got out of that completely. And it's like, you know, there are a lot of people on the team that I work on. I don't know what their grades were like. You don't care. It doesn't matter you because they're, they're, they're cool people and they mm-hmm. can do the job. Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of had that at my last job, which was uh, much, much closer related to scientific research. Like we developed machinery for oh, it, sure. but like there was definitely uh, less among my direct team who were all software engineers, but there was definitely a question of like, and a, a knowledge of who went to uh, what university for their postdoctorate program. Oh, interesting. Wow. Well, it I was like always a question that certain got industries that kind of do that, right? For sure. And I mean, it's part of it is because mass spectrometry is so specialized. Mm. There are not a lot of schools that sure. you can get that. So it was almost like, a, almost like a club. A little bit, yeah. Interesting. Thankfully, everybody was super chill about it. But, oh, that's good. Um, yeah. No, like talking about the gifted child thing, I I think a, it's not super uncommon, which is weird because it's you know it felt like it was at the time, but mm-hmm. more and more of the people that I talked to about it, yeah, they kind of hit it. I got a little bit lucky with it, but I definitely had some of those some of those periods where and there's also burnout. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, absolutely. Like I'm still struggling with that. Mine came more in the context of like. I'm just able to do so much. My skill set is pretty broad, um, which is probably a humble brag, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but like specifically within the church, um, sure. I, you know, I was there constantly. I had, I did leadership roles. I did tech roles. I did musical roles, all the things. And it just became kind of an expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and not an expectation externally. Most of the time it's, it's an internal expectation, right? Yeah. Or yeah. a compound. You could have people who you become reliable and oh, they sure. don't necessarily expect you to do things, but they do kind of, well, kind of keep you, you in first, pocket. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. Or if yeah. there's, and then you feel oops, obligated. Mm-hmm. If someone mm-hmm. falls through, it's like, Oh, we'll ask so-and-so. Ask oh, Jake. Ask yeah. oh, yeah. oh, ask well, Russ. He, Russ knows everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially. And like uh, in many contexts, but especially, you know, evangelical context the guilt tripping is implicit but it is real oh absolutely like it's very absolutely. tough to escape and i think that's the major thing right like when you're growing up you you always compare yourself to other people that's what we do as humans yeah. right it's like oh hey what's, what's little billy doing over there how he's how's he doing oh, yeah, absolutely and so he's over there struggling for you know certain topics certain sure. subjects and you know i'm i'm breezing through it in some scenarios but then it gets flipped and i go to billy and i go how are you doing this so easily and he's spending 16 20 hours a day studying mm, yeah. and i'm going well i'm spending my hour and i'm not getting it what's going on right and of course you get shunned at that point because it's like what do you mean you're only yeah. studying an hour yeah. um see that's always hard to me to kind of quantify and reconcile i guess because you know especially in the context of of higher ed- or of education in general sure. where it's like oh i got this test oh i studied blank amount of time it's like, all right, well, I studied an hour for it. Eh, probably not a lot. Like, oh, I studied I studied for this all week. It's like, yeah, but yeah. should you have been studying all month? Or, oh, I've been studying all quarter. Ah, but this is a year-long thing, you know? And so that goalpost oh, yeah. constantly moves. And as yeah. someone who feels the need to live up to a standard, even without external pressure, mm-hmm. it's still... Mm. So, moral of story, parents of high-achieving kids, go easy on them. Mm-hmm. If well, they're talk, in, talk if, with them about the expectations. If they're in a mental, if they have enough conscientiousness or a highest or higher, 
high enough level of consciousness where they're putting these stressors on themselves, you don't need to put stressors on top of them. Well, and this, I feel like this same mentality can easily follow us into the workplace too, right? Absolutely. Um, like I deal with that at my job right now and I've dealt with it before because I'm like trying to take on all of these really, really big um, projects or whatever. And I'm, I'm really thankful for my current manager because he's, you know, trying to help keep me in check. Sure. So, um, yeah, just be aware that it, it can follow you. Like, so what are, before we move on from the topic, what are some, some of the ways that y'all cope with it or see other people cope with it? Heavy drinking. Well, okay. Positive I mean, well, ways. He's, oh, positive he's ways. He's not wrong. That's no, the scary are, part. Yeah, that's the scary part. I guess that's, we can that's the thing. That is, too. Is there's a lot of negativity that comes from that, right? Like yeah. there's, there's a, the expectation that I apply to myself can cause that weight and be like, I need to escape from this. I need to drink. I need to yeah. do recreational drugs, you know, and it, it's, it starts as, as a, I need an escape and it moves mm-hmm. on to a, I like this better. I'm yeah. going to stay over here. Right. Um, and you add in dependencies that can build oh, sure. on top of it. Absolutely. And, and so that's the thing. It, it's really understanding yourself to a point where you can actually say, hey, I don't have to be the know-all, be-all, end-all for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's, I kind of like to, ref, I refer to it as kind of like the doormat syndrome. You know, it's not that people are taking advantage of you. It's just the idea that you want to help everyone. You want to please people. Um, yeah. And it, it generally comes from a place of, well, this is easier for me to do than it is for you, so I'll help you with it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not a bad thing until it becomes a bad thing. Mm-hmm. As a, and I'll have to uh, ding myself out um, on this, but as a former manager of mine who I adore still, finally taught me is you have to keep a big giant bag of I don't give a f- over your shoulder and just sprinkle it on things sometimes. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Salt bay that is mm-hmm. pretty a little much. Bit. Love it. All, All right. right. Spin the wheel? We spun the wheel. Spin the wheel. Fantastic. Well, we have to pretend like we're spinning the wheel. Oh. Yeah, I spin the wheel as an indicator that you guys should move on. Well, we've been it's actually, actually subtle. Time you know, on. that was subtle until you mentioned it. Well, the, the viewers wouldn't notice we unless I mentioned viewers. it. Shh. Bezos is always watching. <laughs> we have so, yeah. listeners, Russ. Ne- next one up is the modern pet peeves, benign things that we actually hate. Stupid grammatical errors. <laughs> <laughs> Kerning? Kerning. 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 Uh, that's a design one. thing, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like one the grammatical errors is is more noticeable. Sure. Um because kerning is not something that you notice unless you're a designer or unless a designer points it out to you. Or unless it's just horrible. Like right. we've all seen Megaflix. Um, oh yeah. Yes. Um oh dear. Yeah. So for those of our listeners who don't know, kerning is the space between letters. And yes. it's it's actually something that's very difficult to get right if you're designing something like a typeface or a font face. Um, because weird mathy things that we don't need to go into right now. But um, some letters you need to actually scooch a little bit towards um, the letter before it. And sometimes that can change based on whatever letter is coming before it. Yep. There is no, and the letter. There's no guarantee it's centered. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing. Uh, especially if you're designing typefaces and stuff like that. Um, but if you're like doing signage or logo types, please check your kerning. Oh my goodness. Please show it to somebody who um, doesn't know anything about design. Yep. Also that it, you'll ruin their life. Um, also cursive is never a good idea for a large sign. No, no. good Lord. No, <laughs> no. but I bet you listeners weren't expecting a design lesson. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you gotta think we have two design people, possibly three. I don't know about you, Jake, me and Griff, obviously I, I dabble spend a bit of time and I'm a design. He's, he's I'm the a design, design snob. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I dabble and I, I get annoyed by random stuff. Yeah. I took a couple of VCD courses and I've used, I know my way around Photoshop and illustrator and stuff by it. Yeah. Um, name drop in the Adobe products. Mm. Actually, I, I should use name drop. your LinkedIn, Jake. Actually, I should name drop the Affinity Suite because it is cheaper than Adobe by far and go. it almost competes with them now and I'm very mm. happy about it. That's pretty cool. Mm. What else? What else gets you all kinds of hot and bothered? I think it's really just stupid grammatical errors. <laughs> oh, is that just it? Okay, <laughs> should of. Should of. Should have. Shoulda. That's fine. Put an A on the end of it? Just That's shoulda? Shoulda. Okay. Because shoulda. if you're using it correctly, it's fine. Is there an like, apostrophe in shoulda? Um, like I feel like there's an apostrophe at the end. Well, see, this is where it gets funny is because if you actually do it as a contraction, ring the bell, Jake. Hey. <laughs> if you do it. <laughs> wow, I hope we never have to find cows with Jake's help. <laughs> if you do it as a contraction, it would be. Cowbells don't call cows there, Griff. Whatever. I wasn't <laughs> raised on a farm, Russ. Come on. <laughs> if you do it as a contraction, it would be should apostrophe V-E for should have. But if you do more casual, it would be shoulda. 
Okay. Like, should have bought a WAF. Should have bought a WAF. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Russ, what about you? Oh, people who cannot read. And I don't mean like in, in the <laughs> illiterate sense. Yeah, you four-year-olds. <laughs> wow. Get host. <laughs> you know, th- those four-year-olds just drive me insane. No, it's it's people in industries that are in business. You send them an email. It has four bullet points, and they call you and say, what about XYZ? Yeah. You mean the last bullet point? Ah. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't read that. Of course you didn't. You you read the first two and in, went, I know everything in the world. As Why I do said I need to in my reading? previous correspondence. <laughs> right? As per my last email. <laughs> I have copied and pasted a single email to the same person three times and got three different responses. And none of them were, why are you sending this again? I love it. <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. They, they asked a technical question, and I said, okay, here's the answer to your technical question. Here's a caveat to the answer to your technical question, and here's what you're going to run into when you try to implement the solution for this technical question. Mm-hmm. It think, was rather wordy. Is, it was like four paragraphs. Is this a product of our attention spans being so short? I think it is. Oh, absolutely. But I sent it to the guy, and he responds back and says, well, what about this issue, which was one of the paragraphs. And I simply copied and pasted the entire email, sent it back to him. And he responded again saying, well, what about this little thing? Does he not see the thread? Oh, he doesn't care. He's reading the new email I send him every time. And the, uh, the fact that he was going from bottom to top means that he never actually made it to the bottom section. Oh, man. And so he just kept rereading it, realizing, oh, he answered my question. I got, by the way, this is a customer's board case. I got a perfect 10 on that customer's board case. <laughs> the customer was so impressed with my answers, especially with the speed in which I was responding. I love it. That's what he wrote. And I had to go to my manager and I said, I can't deal with this. <laughs> this is what annoys me in my world is people who don't read. <laughs> and so there, there you go. If you can't read and you can't spell, stay away from the podcast. Leave a comment below. Leave a comment below. Well, we, won't read it. we won't read it. I'll, and you I'll bring out my pet peeve by demonstrating it. Pedantry. You didn't exactly say spelling. You said grammar. How can you be wrong with grammar? What? You can, what what? How can you how can you be wrong with grammar? Grammar is simply a way of speaking. Maybe my no, grammar isn't no, your grammar. No, it's not. Oh, it is though. <laughs> okay, so there are pretty <laughs> universally or and or broadly accepted in a mood. <laughs> structures around languages. Sure. And Those are in, that are independent to language, right? They're what? They're independent to those languages, like Italian versus English versus... Right, like you can speak English yeah. and Russian. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But well, it, it has different grammar. Exactly, a different syntax and the way that... It I verb conjugation. speak Russ. Russ has grammar. And that's fine, but if we're holding that up to a framework of accepted English grammar, it would be considered not necessarily wrong, but aberrant. If, if you measure a fish for how well he can climb a tree, he's also not going to be able to perform, but we don't do that very often. I think that's, that's not even oh, apples to, hold All on. That's time. not even apples to oranges. That's like apples to. Uh, that, that's applying an inappropriate you know, metric to something that can't perform. But you're still, you were still talking about verbal communication. Sure. I'm talking about an animal that should be able to climb a tree. Very different. <sighs> what else we, annoys we you do a whole this no this. You do a whole episode on grammar but i'm gonna need more scotch i think our audience might need more scotch yeah i think i think we should spin the wheel <laughs> can we get some cinnamon rolls to go with it Ooh, i do like cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. rolls scotch and cinnamon rolls yeah scotch and cinnamon rolls it's an interesting pairing but i'll allow it all right depending on the scotch you happy now we're spinning the we wheel spinning the wheel now we have dead air while we wait for I the wheel to spin. Last time. Yeah, because you edit so well. <laughs> well, you've only listened to one episode, Russ. <laughs> it's not a of the series, I'm sure of it. <laughs> All right. Do do people really want a democracy? This is a fun one. Uh, especially right now. Especially, especially right now. It's only slightly topical. <sighs> like where where even to begin in this? They they want one as long as their guy wins. True. Yeah. That's well, it goes back to our uh, establishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, discussion which do we release that this that was that was the episode that i just released oh good <laughs> excellent i'm glad it's in season two <laughs> well, i hate referencing things that we haven't released yet y'all haven't really if y'all can't people. hear behind the microphone this is your resident editor seething <laughs> this is what seething sounds like that's why we call him jake the widget <laughs> jake the Witch. Oh, widget seethe, don't you know 
The seething that's widgets. That's operative seething That's a great that's band a great name. <laughs> it's gonna be the Kick Me Slowly spinoff. Like, <laughs> there you go. When they did the side project. Anyway. But yeah, no, I, I think it goes back to the establishment to be able to say that we don't want an establishment, but we want our own establishment. It's oh, the same yeah. thing applies here. We don't want democracy. We want our own democracy. It, it's a, it's almost an idiom. Is that right. an appropriate well, word? Uh, yeah. I mean, ish. ish. It's adjacent. I'll yeah. allow it. I mean, Churchill said, um, I'm probably going to misquote it here, but he was mostly drunk all the time, so whatever. Yeah. Drink more. He, he said something along the lines of, democracy is the worst form of government, but it's better than all the others we've tried. Sure. I get like, that. That's as with most Churchillisms puzzling, but accurate. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the same thing that you could apply to forms of the economy as well. Oh, sure. Or religion or yeah. Like pick a topic. I mean. But I think there, I think there's another layer of the conversation here in that. Do people want to, People would rather follow than lead. Yeah. Do people really do people want, want to choice? have yeah. that level of responsibility? Or, or they want to be told what to do exactly. and what's appropriate. Or do they want a strong, a quote unquote well, strong man? I mean, yes and no, because like if we're talking about American democracy, America and Americans specifically are rabidly individualistic. Oh, sure. And so we don't want to be told what to do. But we also don't want to make choices that are difficult. So we're a nation of petulant children. Pretty much. I mean, you're not wrong in my opinion. I was alive the last four years. Mm-hmm. Right. Just well, and that's, four, and that's just it, right? Like, there, there are a lot of things that have been like this ubiquitous, hey, we're doing this now. And I know a lot of people that was like, cool, I have a direction for that. I, I now know what my opinion is because someone else said something. You know, it, it has nothing to do with the oh, fact yeah, that absolutely. I, like, I don't, pub, I don't want to make a decision, but someone made a decision and mm-hmm. that doesn't seem half bad. Let's go with that. Public decision or public opinion i guess is i'm sure there's some level of psychosis here yeah oh yeah public opinion is very easy to sway given the right uh power sure effectively well not even the right power just the right idea Uh, given the right idea in the right voice maybe sure i'll give you that context Uh, yeah it's you know there's there have been countless leaders good and bad who have swayed public opinion quite a lot oh sure um well, we still have that today. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. even even and in the current. And you couple it with our our you know our tendency to uh, be all or nothing. Oh, I know. To these That's ideologues. About, speaking into of previous you know topics, the whole the fact that we are so wishy washy on a lot of topics yeah. just drives me nuts. Yeah, and like folding back a little bit to the you know the surface area of the question, like, do people really want a democracy? I think you or Griff, I forget who said, um, only if it works in our favor. Oh yeah. Um, like we will roll that into one of the current things that we're currently dealing with and, um, voting rights. Sure. Um, you know, we had this whole debacle in the end of 2020 into 2021, still technically going on now, depending on who you talk to about how the election was rigged and mail-in voting is full of fraud. Don't you know, which all of these things came out of States that were airing blue or blue, but Utah, has had yeah. mail-in voting well, forever, and nobody complained about it. Washington has had mail-in voting for I think a decade now. A lot and of very states few have had mail-in voting it. for a long. This like this country has a history of mail-in voting, yeah. of absentee voting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Washington has had. We we do not have and have not had ballot or not ballot boxes. Um, voting paper ballots. Paper ballot. Well, we do paper ballots, but sorry, like voting centers. Voting centers. You Thank you. That's the word the I was whole, looking for. In the voting card. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go into any place to vote here in Washington. You drop your mm-hmm. ballot in the mail or in a specific um, box. ballot mm-hmm. box, which is which are collected right up until the very end. Nice. So, like, we, we, we've not had these problems until suddenly it started working in somebody else's unfavor. Sure. To their detriment. And I'm not, like, I am beating on a particular political party, we'll call it. Just here. own it, Jake. Uh, yeah, I am. But, you know, this does happen both directions, too. And well, I been, think again, that's the, the context, right? Yeah. Pick, pick one random item on either side and you're going to have the other side that's very much you know, vehemently against it. Well, not just vehemently reason. against it, but like that they are the um, the protagonist. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's I don't think that's really any of the case here, especially within a democracy. So, like, I'm, I don't know. Do people really want a democracy? I don't know. I think when when. All of the I think they want options choices. are laid bare. They want choices and they don't want consequences. 
well, they, they want choices, but I feel like they want a, a, an obvious winner. People you know? don't like gray. That's exactly. also another you know, it, thing. It, it's, and it's, here's, the, here's the black option. Here's the white option. Here's the gray option. Yep. And everyone's leaning toward whichever, right? And it, it's, you know, here's your apple. Here's your orange. Here's your banana. People tend to like bananas more, by the way. Just FYI. Not, not, a, not trying to sway you in any way, shape, or form, but just FYI. And it's funny to watch people kind of go sure. that direction, right? So that's my opinion as well. Like I, I feel like people, people don't like to make choices and people don't like re- responsibility or consequences. And I absolutely agree with that. Also don't want to expend effort on something they don't see immediately affecting their lives. Mm. Also true. Cause I, I will say Bingo. that the further out something is and, or, you know, not attached to you, the much less I care about it. That's why well. all these voting, you know, secure voting laws and voter mm-hmm. ID, like, Oh, we need to end voter fraud. We don't have, voter fraud in this country. Well, you like, know, the topic only comes up around voting season as well. Right. Yeah, right. And it's, it's I mean, it's, it's somewhat inaccurate to say we don't have voting fraud, but we it don't is have voting fraud on the scale. Minute. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do uh, in a sort of masochistic way, really enjoy watching whatever crackpot theory Lindell ha- is putting forward. Why do they give, Mm, I don't mind. know. He That's has, a topic he has for another a national episode. platform with the, well, okay, more or less. Like he's, he's lost favor with the RNC, but still for a long time he did. I think we should take a scotch break. Sounds good. This is your regularly scheduled scotch break. So this being the season finale, I think we have to say goodbye to our brand of the season, Glenfiddich. Jake, what were your impressions of it? Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's very smooth. Um, get a lot of the caramel flavor uh, up front, vanilla flavor too. It's right. very approachable scotch. Um, I'm excited. I'm glad that we've had it, and I'm excited to see what we got next season. Yes, uh, it's it's a very easy sipping scotch. It's not terribly smoky or acidic. Not even acidic is the wrong word, but uh, it's not one that you have to acquire a taste for. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm planning on getting some smokier scotch for next season so that we can expand our palates a little bit. Um, awesome. Yeah. One thing I did want to say to to those listening, uh, I have to. Plug a friend's podcast. Um, known this friend for many years, kind of moved in and out of each other's orbits. Uh, but her podcast is called Root and Rise. Root as in like tree roots, because she's supposed to be rooted. Ah. Uh, but it's really big on self care and you know dealing with trauma and just the crap of everyday life in a healthy, wholesome type of way for yourself. So if you want something kind of uplifting and you know not. Heavy not handed, us. not, yeah, not <laughs> us. If you want something positive that makes you feel good about the world and yourself, go listen to Breeze, uh, Root and Rise. It's really good. We'll probably put a link down there somewhere. Fantastic. Check it out. Cool. I too thoroughly enjoyed the scotch, not drinking it, but looking at the, uh, the case of it all. It's, it's very uh, pretty, isn't it? It's, it's I love got a, the design. It's a yeah, really cool design. Their, uh, their it, kerning is on point. The kerning is on point. It, it's, I like the gold on dark green. I love the forest green color as well. Like Green is one of my favorite colors. It's very Scotland. Um, it's very Scotland. Love the it's, contrast it's very, of the band. Yes. They, they did a good job on it. It is weird, like the the triangle oblongness of it all, I feel is kind of odd, but that's yeah. just, is that normal for? Well, the bottle is. It's the same shape. It yeah. is. Okay. So yeah, that it's an interesting choice. Because I've seen most scotches in either square bottles or blatantly round bottles, not. I'm trying to think of any scotches that I know with square bottles. Uh, I mean, Johnny Walker's a blend, but it's oh, kind of squarish. Yeah, true. Is it is it primarily just round bottles then? I, For I the most part, yeah. Okay, yeah. I would say. Well, the interesting thing about Johnny Walker is that they put the banner on it diagonally mm-hmm. so they could fit more f- text. Oh. So they didn't have to do some funky kerning. Uh, but yeah, real estate. Anyway, cool. All right. All right, jumping back Wheel. into it. Wheel. How the American response to the pandemic is indicative of our handling of crises is 100% predictable. Oh, wow. Let me take another drink of scotch. Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna need, yeah it, it, it's, not, uh, it's not 70% alcohol, so scotch will not kill the COVID virus. Nope. Despite but it will what? kill my depression. Actually, no, it makes <laughs> it worse. Makes Please it worse. don't drink Please for your depression. Drink. Remember, <laughs> if you need a reason to drink, you shouldn't. There you go. 
Wow. What I, a love how PSA. <laughs> I love how we reached the point of the pandemic where we're like, we're just going to head down power through. Oh yeah. We don't care. Let anymore. the chips fall where they may. We don't care about first responders. <laughs> I, we don't care about infection rates. Yep. Just burn it out and let's get on with things. Well, I think it goes along the lines of people only can deal with what are we doing today so long. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, well, oh, today it, we're doing this. Tomorrow we're doing this. You know, and the frustrating thing about like if we were truly honestly just heads down powering through, we also wouldn't be throwing up this giant like, oh, my God, nurses are quitting. Yeah, because we're treating them like crap. Like, or we're getting rid of them because they're not getting vaccinated, yeah. which is which also is such amazing. a minor set. Mm, okay, that's my soapbox for the night. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, so, oh, here we go. So tired. We of found people the saying like, button. Oh, well, this I know one thing you shouldn't be firing nurses around this time because they're acting like the nursing shortage is this group of nurses that refuse to get vaccinated. Sure. Fine. We can talk about the ethics of a vaccine mandate differently, but please stop screwing with data that you don't know. Wow. We need like a. Soapbox triangle. I was gonna say, one, one of us wants to get on a soapbox. Ding, 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 because ding, ding, I am ding. honestly for working in healthcare. I'm probably for vaccine mandates. I don't work in healthcare, so I don't have much of a dog in that race. Sure. Pony in that race, something like dog that. in that fight. Dogs, dogs race. Yeah, um, accurate. We used and so, to. like, yeah. I mean, we still do little dog races. I, I don't have a Prius in that NASCAR. Is that appropriate? <laughs> Oh God, this is, <laughs> this is hurting my brain. But like, like that's like, I should have brought this up over pet peeves, although it's not written. I don't know. If oh, I, I don't know. I think we've, we've, we've digressed. <laughs> like, at this point. We've pushed this boulder <laughs> down like, the I'm hill. So, so tired. And it's again, indicative of the, the topic, how, you know, where our response to the pandemic was absolutely predictable because it's how we've handled most of our crises. Well, it is. We, we, we usually have some mandate that comes out, whether it be actual mandate or just generalization or, hey, we should do this or, hey, we're doing this. And then it devolves into yeah. a bunch of people running around doing whatever they're going to do anyways because that's what we do. Right. And we, it's not even necessarily about the mandates. It is just like the, the overt politicization and just tribalism. Oh, sure. Of I... I you're the other, and so I'm going to disagree with you on all these points simply because you're the other. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I think the internet has greatly enabled that. I mean, if you look at some of our previous conflicts, oh, uh, yeah. as far as like globally or even just nationwide, the internet has provided such a mm, cesspool of mm -hmm. different groups and different pockets of people, and you can find anyone who agrees with you. You can absolutely find that other yep. person across the world. Well, it's like, I, I completely agree with whatever your issue is. We talked about this on our social media episode in that – Social media and the internet didn't change human nature. It just gave it a megaphone oh, and yeah, a yeah. platform. Made it efficient. And now all the crazies can identify each other. Oh, yeah. Regardless of what those crazies are. It doesn't matter. Left, right, center, up, down, oh, yeah, fascist, absolutely. socialist, whatever. It be completely normal or not. It makes no difference. It's, it you, makes, you can find your group. <laughs> it makes larger scale conformity extremely hard. Oh, yeah. Well, it's all the assumption. It goes back to the whole, like, what would you rather do, lead or follow, right? You know, if, if you're in a little pocket community and you don't have access to information, what are you going to do? Well, the, the leader says we should probably do this. Okay, let's do that then. It's simpler. It's easier. But when you have the internet, you have access to information. You have access to everyone else's opinion. You have 10,000 options. And they're all wrong. And they're all potentially wrong, but mm -hmm. pick yours, right? But it, it, it's not even necessarily the picking your own. It's like, like uh, you said before, giving our uh, human nature – a megaphone it's giving mob mentality a megaphone oh sure sure sure. it's, it's, it's so much it's easier right and it's so much easier to catalyze get a group catalyzed even somewhat organically although i think there's a lot of planning that goes into a lot of the things we kind of talked about that in our well, social and it provides a platform for charismatic individuals right that's sure. that's the real problem i see yeah. you know it, it's that person's like do you eat bread would you like to join us on a rebellion? Right. <laughs> like suddenly you have an audience that can heard, identify you, with you. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here, folks, eating bread is a gateway drug to overthrowing the state. Wow. I, I mean, if you look at statistics, people who have overthrown the state predominantly eat bread. They also drink water. So just FYI, that's also might be a perfect. Catalyst. I'll just stick to my straight diet of noodles and scotch. There you go. Yes, scotch ramen. Dihydrogen monoxide is, is big government. It is. And it's big science and it's big pharma. It down down you. with dihydrogen monoxide. I saw a, I think it was on, it was one of those high fluent websites I read. Where this kid in a science fair did a science project that was more of a social science oh, sure. project. Was it, was this the uh, like the petition uh, that he did? I th very similar. I think we're probably thinking of the same mm. thing. Very similar. Where he's like, oh, get all these chemicals banned. It was just like yeah, yeah. air and water and nitrogen, like completely 
benign and or necessary. Well, but, but just the but fact if you that, list the, the, the qualities of them. Yeah, if you, you list know. if you list if you list them out in purely scientific form and highlight some of the They're negative terrifying. aspects of them, horrific. A or they can be spun up to be horrific. Oh, yeah. Well a teaspoon of water can kill anything. But when sure. you say, you know, dihydrogen monoxide, it sounds much, much worse. It's also in everything. Did you know this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how much dihydrogen monoxide your body's holding? Sorry, YouTube ads got a hold of me there, apparently. Ah, right. uh, the cleanses. Calm down, Vsauce. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, you know, things getting inflated and skewed, and we're, we're so good at reducing issues into us versus them. And the, I wouldn't even say us versus them. Us versus it. It's because we're not really evolved. I wish really it was evolved. us versus it. It. I really wish it and was it, us versus it. It could be anything, right? Here's another thing. You know what? Oh Damn it. The Republicans, <laughs> oh yes, I'm boy. going to rag on the Republicans specifically for this one. Republicans love a war. War against the Middle East. War against communism. War on drugs. Why can't we have war on the coronavirus and actually get us out of this hot mess? Well, we're currently I'm having war on war. I'm struggling to not swear a lot right now because that's so much editing work that for what I would have to do if I get started now I don't know that I'll stop. You'd actually have to edit. <laughs> he'd have to put he'd have to like put like screw you. <laughs> or we could just say, hey, if you're listening to this with your kids, cover their ears now. There's yeah. just Go. a long like 30 second period of silence. Just silence. And yeah. here comes the swearing. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. So yes, I, I agree. I feel it it's hundred percent predicted and absolutely exactly what human nature does to everything. Always. And that's why we're not really evolved. We're basically still just lizards. <laughs> Which brings us into an amazing. Actually, this is. A, amazing I'm, I'm so glad we landed uh, on this. this. This is this is a beautiful I little little entry. And I don't know why. Oh man, we're gonna need a little bit of time for this one. the uh, The topic of the moment is Thanos was right or not. Spoiler alert: Those of you who haven't watched Endgame at this point, if you haven't yeah. watched Endgame, crawl out from under that rock <laughs> and go find it on one of your streaming services. If you haven't watched Endgame, welcome to the internet. Also a thing. Yeah, seriously, but no. The, the spoiler alert: I ahead. really wonder: Are we on some? <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> We're on some niche side of the internet that like nobody keeps up with popular culture, and yet they found our podcast. I would love that. One of your hosts is one of those people. <laughs> Yeah, but you're still like with it enough you're, to know see, what fan Russ is. Russ is a pop culture about. observer. Sure. Yeah, I, I stand you're on the not sideline. a participant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, that, I, I it's notice not what's that you don't know anything. It's that you you don't participate, which is different. I think that should be a thought experiment for one of our episodes next season. Is what if there's an entire section of the internet that has basically been culturally isolated since 1999? My goodness, God, that would be amazing. And we are there, like leash into the modern cultural world that'd be amazing that would also be terrifying would that be a cult yes and the short answer yes any congregation really of people topic. yes yep. anyway so thanos was right in the sense that i can i completely agree with that hold on let's 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 actually <laughs> parse this out a little bit where do you means? stand on the whole thanos was right type of thing you know originally, and what do you see as as being right when i was originally watching it okay. i was like my goodness what a maniacal what a what a what a you know malevolent person this is right but then he started explaining why. It was the idea that the resources are finite. The people are not. You know, it, it, we can populate, we can overpopulate. It, it's what we do. Um, I'll even go back to the reference of like the Matrix. We are a virus. We spread until we can't spread and we kill ourselves off. It's what we do. And the only way to, to save ourselves is to have someone manage it for us, right? Population control. I don't know if that's by hunting or just general, you know, chemicals or a snap. It makes no difference. You know, I, I think I, it does 100%, make a difference. I, I, no, I don't. I love the indiscriminate half the population gone. Just we don't we don't care. We don't make choices. You know, it, it's it's kind of like the whole driving car thing and, and the debacle we had uh, probably three, four years ago. MIT did a fantastic little website where it's like, hey, help us train our, our new AI for cars mm. and see what you come up with. Given this circumstance, there's a man in one side, there's a woman on the other side. Which one should the car hit? And it gives stats like their age, their pro, their uh, their professions. Um, and but with all that data, you were supposed to come up with a, well, here's why I would go this direction. Here's why I go this direction. And you didn't have to say why it was just pick one. Right. Interesting. The snap was beautiful because there was none of that. It was simply random numbers. Roll a dice. Where are you at? Oh, you're below 10. Great. You're gone. <laughs> End of story. By the way, I'm assuming a D20 roll. I don't do anything besides D20 rolls. So for a little context there, Nerd. dodecahedron. Nerd. Um, <laughs> sorry. A little rant over there. But no, it, it's I, I completely agree with the idea that there is a finite number of resources and it's not the worst idea to get rid of half the population to, to conserve it. 
in order to make sure the population continues on. There are there are a lot of points that I will I will seed for this. Um, The popula the population is past a sustainable level. Two billion two billion is the number that the science has come up with, and I think it's probably accurate. Well, and we've talked about in the space episode. I think it was we released that one, right? Probably yeah, we did. We talked about that one in the sense that we have to move to Mars. We don't have enough resources here. In order for us to continue as a species, we need more resources. We can't. We are a plague on this planet. There's an idealistic part of me that wants to think that we could reach a level of innovation where finite resources... Could be offset. Or we have either are offset or we have such a small number of finite resources that it's not an issue. Sure. Right? Like, okay, well oil hydrocarbons are finite well okay but we can move to electric or Mm -hmm. we can move we can do other things it would just take the problem is it would take an immense amount of psychological and actual energy bandwidth however you want to quantify it to do these time and resources right exactly and you would also need a lot of people to get on board with it you know because if if we all kind of consciously said yeah Two billion is probably the number, and we're going to work to create a self-sustaining population. That would be great. It would also be an idealized utopia, and it won't happen because people are stupid. Yeah. However, I don't. That's that's where I draw the line. I don't think that one sentient being who's not even. I mean, Thanos isn't a god. Isn't God? No. He just happened to acquire power. Mm, that's never gone. That's never gone horribly wrong, has it? When no, no, one no. person wiping who, out half a population, yeah, that's not not a thing. From a from the from the theory standpoint, never gone wrong when one person oh. has immense power, has it? And I think that's the that's where the Thanos idea ends. Is that humans, for all of our flaws, we really don't do well oh, no. with losing our autonomy. And True. that's what's happening when Thanos snaps his finger is you're giving autonomy to another sentient being. Yep. And what they decide, we basically are saying, okay, yep, put our fate in Thanos' hands. Why? Just well, because just because he showed up and he's purple and he sounds like Josh Brolin? Sorry, your resume sucks. Like, let's. I mean, Josh Brolin's kind of hot. I mean, yeah, but th- this is, that doesn't mean that he should have the power to snap his fingers and end half the life on the planet. However,. I'm much, and this is this is probably going to get me put on a list somewhere. I'm <laughs> much more in fine. favor of population control, population control through uh, organic, non-anthropocentric means. All right, fair enough. As in natural disasters, sure, or viruses. Or I'm late on this one. <laughs> Wait, why are you re- why? Oh, because of non-anthropocentric. Yeah. yeah, that's your there's your wordle word for the night. That's not five letters. It's not five letters. Who cares? Uh, I don't. I'm just play, happy we all know what that these is. These games. <laughs> <laughs> Something that doesn't have a conscious direction would be inherently more just and more fair sure. than something that does, even if that something Thanos came from without sure so well, you're I, talking like biological plague yeah out half because because well and that's the problem though is that half probably not gonna be a half it's gonna be most if not all and then that's what he's trying to save everything from is the lack of you know once we overpopulate we either kill ourselves to get more resources because we have to fight each other for them or we in, introduce some horrific event that is potentially an extinction event to remove us from the planet right see i think our downfall should not come from an omnipotent entity. Not our downfall. It's our salvation. Is it? I think three and a half billion people would argue with that. I think. No, they wouldn't. They're not here. I think, however, that plays out, whether it's a downfall that then becomes, you know, an op, an opportunity for renewal. It should not come from an alien, both literal and figurative sentient being. Sure. It should either, we should either destroy ourselves completely like the, rats we are or something that does not have a consciousness should do it for us either massive earthquakes or 48 years of drought you know things that 
that would affect that would literally affect everyone potentially sure. evenly. End rant. I <laughs> go. Jake, I go. am opinionated about this quite a lot. Um, so to me, the whole like Thanos was right ideology is problematic in another ways. So I'll start with the theology. The, Theologistic? Theological? Theological side. Thank you. Um, I like the theologistical. Theologistical side. <laughs> That's organizing uh, God. Ooh, uh-huh. I love organizing God. I love it. Um, I could do a whole episode on how the evangelical church is trying to do that, and it's wrong. But anyways, um, like the, you know, the idea of wiping out half of the human race, the idea of wiping out a single individual life should be abhorrent to us. Should is the worst word in the English language. Shoulda. Fantastic. Here, just for Griff. So there's there's that from that, that aspect. The other reason why I really hate that ideology of like Thanos is right is it is defeatist mm. and it is lazy. It is it is fatalistic in a way. It's fatalistic. Sure. And granted, I am I come from a very fatalistic family, so I get it. But also at the same time, God, we have to do better. We have to and we can. Like I, I also see history in it as it, the history of humanity is incredibly flawed and full of boils and nasty, horrible stuff. Horrible beyond description stuff. Don't get me wrong. But the history of humanity also has seen beautiful and wonderful progress. And not necessarily talking about like the big greats of like um, Tesla and Edison and all these inventors and stuff. I'm just talking about how the human race has started to change uh, and become more empathetic towards each other. Um, and I think that right now we're, we're at a point where it could easily stop. I'd say that social media is kind of a bastion of this, but I absolutely believe that we have to do better than this kind of defeatist ideology. Widget has hope. I do. It's faint. And don't ask me on the wrong day, but it's there. Right? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, we've heard the opposite of that. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm still in favor of not preserving the human race. Like, <laughs> I think <laughs> us going to Mars is a terrible idea. Oh, I agree. And woe betide whoever does. Elon, I know you're listening, you <laughs> freaking weirdo. Oh, sorry. He's just going home. He and Zuck are going to go back home to Mars. That's, that's, what they need. that's why they're funding it. I mean, they got to get oh, yeah. off this planet, man. Elon phone home. Anyways, I'm gonna re- they ran out of gas in their spe- space car. Speaking of <laughs> their space the Zuck, car. Um, our last topic on the wheel. Uh, uh, the metaverse is the end of the world. I, You know what? As much as I don't want humanity to end, I think this is how it'll happen. This is the way the world ends. Not <laughs> We're just going to wrap but ourselves. With like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with a like. <laughs> We're sorry, T.S. Eliot. <laughs> He's been in his grave. Yeah, it's fine. Um, We're, we're going to wrap ourselves in our little cocoons, strap on our VR headsets, and just live in the metaverse. I, I have I have difficulty accepting that that's what's going to happen, or that's the that's the course that we're so, honestly heading to. Because saying it's the end of the world is a little hyperbolic. That was me, though. So well, I, I think it might be the end of the world. I just don't think it's going to be down the v, a VR headset. Well, I mean, eventually it it's starts. just going to be implants and other fun stuff. But. No, no, I'm not even talking about that. It's, I mean, to me, I'm wrapping this up with our scourge of social media. Oh, sure. The metaverse includes very much social media and things like that. Yeah. I, okay. I think we're going to destroy, if we do destroy ourselves, I think it's going to be through some sort of affectation of social media where pundits and charismatic leaders slash charismatic groups so occlude information and empathy that we kill ourselves. See, and I think the metaverse would accelerate that negative outcome because in in current times, okay, you know, you could be on Facebook, any social media channel you want, but it can be turned off. Mm-hmm. Your, your phone battery can die mm-hmm. or whatever. You can escape it. Sure. If it's in the metaverse, I think if if the metaverse is realized to the extent that I'm guessing a lot of these folks would want it to be, it will replace your lived reality. Mm-hmm. Well, like, that would be the idea, right? That will become your reality, mm-hmm. in which case you can be constantly inundated with exactly what some party, whoever it is, doesn't matter who, wants you to see. And the great thing great thing and this is why i've always maintained that 1984 is not as good as brave new world is that we're gonna ask for it 
it's no, not, we're, we're not going to be forced. We're, we're going to buy it. We're not going to be forced into <laughs> this dystopian big brother kind of, you know, gray and black, just disgusting, hopeless future. We're going to say, shut up and take my money. Exactly. It, it's, I'm going to buy my headset. I'm going to buy my haptic suit and I'm going to lounge in my little pod for 25 hours a day. And I can just have, I can have anything I want. Yep, all the and time. And it's all metaver, and I can go, quote unquote, see my friends. And Bojard is spinning in his grave. I think he's dead. <laughs> at the thought of this, by the way, he's the one who wrote Simulation and Simulacra for those yeah. who are not well-versed in your French philosophers. Uh, yeah, it, our reality will become more of a simulation than it already is. Mm. And it will become an explicit and and intrusive simulation. Well, potentially. Yeah, I don't think this is potentially about it. I mean, they're already having like concerts in the metaverse that sure. people pay money. People pay money to stand in their freaking living room with a headset on and pretend that they're at a concert. And they still get better seats than if they actually went. <laughs> Do you, oh, that's an interesting question. Do you pay more for a metaverse concert based on where they put you in the virtual concert i could they should well see i don't see this is the thing is that if this was slightly more benign it would just be everybody gets a front row seat yeah but i know that's not the way but i know how capitalism works maybe late stage capital lock yourself in your pod and pay us to exist oh yeah there's a random 3d avatar of some dude with long hair sitting in front of you if you don't buy the expensive tickets (laughs) love it it's it's not even a person it's just a 3D object. It would be so easy. It would be so easy to do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like in VR, you can you push your thumb pad and you you know walk forward. Well, yeah. oh, you didn't pay enough oh, to you, walk you this far. So far. this is if if you try to go any further than this, Ariana Grande just constantly backing away from you. <laughs> and it was an Ariana Grande concert. There's been that's quite a, a wild few. thing. Yeah, there's been quite a few. But no, I, I think that's how it ends, just because. And, and I think you're absolutely right. We're going to pay for it. We're going to hand our money over and go. I want this. Well, that's what's so funny about people. Like, oh, the government wants to track you. It's like they already do. You, like, you bought do, it, and they do a wildly worse job at it than the Facebook that you're posting. Than Google. On. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. the GPS in your phone and your car mm-hmm. and any electronic device you own that's less than oh, three my gosh. years Did old. Did you guys see? I need. Uh, maybe I'll try and find a link to um, one of the easier articles to read on it um, about all of the, like you can request all the data that Amazon is keeping on you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you can get it. Yep. And it's like every, G- GDPR re- is really cool that way. Really? Every recording that Alexa has mm-hmm. made. That's every, terrifying. Not just every purchase you've made, how long you've stayed on See? pages, yep. how long you have stayed on a page in a uh, Kindle book. Yep. Oh yeah. See, and this is why Brave New World is more accurate because it's not some overbearing government listening to you. No. It's your personal concierge shopper. Exactly. Oh, you mentioned dish soap. Here it is in your cart. Would you like that delivered to your house by a drone? I absolutely love, I don't know if you guys saw it, but somebody drummed up, like Walmart created a virtual reality shopping experience. I think it was like three or four years ago. I don't know if it was parody. Like it it was poorly received to say the least. At the time. At the time. Somebody somebody re-uploaded it after Zuckerberg's announcement for the metaverse. And they were like, hey, check this out. Walmart's going to allow you to, in the, in the metaverse, to go shopping, much like you do today using Instacart or any other, you know, delivery service. Sounds you just put awful. stuff in your virtual cart, and then you check out, and they ship it to you as if you were actually shopping. And I'm like, the, the sad thing is, like, it, horrible graphics, right? Sure. It was a few years ago. It also was marketing that didn't have a lot of money. But I'm down with this. I love Instacart. I would absolutely love to go wandering down an actual row of produce and be like, I want lettuce. You know I what's ironic? You know. you know what's ironic though is that so many voices in our in our society we live in a society so many people bemoan this oh no one connects anymore no one you know you goes down to the corner market well no we, we don't have a corner no market one no one. one does even if, if there even if there was no proverbial corner market oh, yeah. like there's no reason to even go to the grocery store now you know. And, and I think that's one of the interesting things about the pandemic is that, yeah, it ex- it expedited the downfall of big box retailers. Oh, yeah. It also expedited the downfall of human, of real human interaction. Yeah. But but it brought up so many fun artificial ways of doing it. Which so is, many thin, synthetic ways. Yeah, that's true. Which is so funny. Like the grocery store one, really, I don't, I just don't jive with. I can understand why people, I guess, are excited about it. I honestly hate Instacart. Um, I would why? much rather go to the grocery store and fondle my own fruit. Yes. Well, see, I'll give you for like fruits and produce and things that are like tangentially 
you can look at one versus another and see if there's a difference, right? I'm talking about prepackaged synthetic. I bought, you know, a bag of ramen. Which is the way we're going when which, global which is, warming wipes out all of our right? crap. I like wow, to fondle my, my ramen too. Hat. What do you have to say about that? See, I don't care my about fondling my ramen beforehand. Really tight. Um, you know, I don't, yeah, check, I mean, my, I don't like, check my ketchup bottles to, to make sure that the shape is pristine. Yeah. I don't care. They're all the same, which they should be. If they're not, there's other problems. Um, yeah. but, but I mean, I, like, yeah. to me, the whole idea of going through a virtual reality to go shopping just sounds so inefficient. Like, we already have Instacart. I look up exactly what I'm looking for on Instacart, and if I don't know what I'm looking for, I'm browsed. Like, why am I going to walk, put on the effort of, uh, or put... Take, go through the effort of putting on my VR headset, logging into Oculus or whatever system's running the headset, wait for the app to load, wait for it to buffer because See, Lord knows it's going to take forever, and then slowly shift my way down a virtual aisle I, when it would have taken me just as long to drive to the grocery store. I don't think I don't think that's going to be the future, though. I don't think that the future will be you. And this is this is what's very nefarious about the metaverse. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make you do the mundane things sure. of life. No, it's going if to, you want to go shopping in the metaverse, you're going to pull out your metaverse phone and just write a list and hit send. And that's going to send it to Instacart. And it's going to come to your doorstep. So you can right. go back to your Ariana Grande concert. You can just live in fantasy land, fantasy land all the time. Well, I think that brings up an interesting point too. As we talked previously about distractions and escapes from reality, you know, drinking drugs, other questionable things. This is going to be the new one. This is there's going to be a whole new world of addicts. I wouldn't even. We've already started seeing it. Oh yeah, I wouldn't even put this in the same realm as drink. Like, well, it's so much more. It it, it enacts all the senses, or at least a lot more of them. Yeah, it's in a different. Yeah, but we we have video game addicts. Like there there is you know (laughs) there there is MMORPG AA. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It will just be A. Addicts Anonymous? No. M-M-O-R-P-G-A. Game, whatever. Holics Anonymous? I don't know. Addicts Anonymous. Ah. Uh, There's two A's. No, I, no, because the A-A is Alcoholics Anonymous. It's it not is. Addicts Anonymous. But it, it's, so it would be M-M-O-R-P-G-A-Holics Al- Alcoholic is a, basically a compound of alcohol and addict. There's no similar compound of MMORPG and Attic yet. I mean, you sure. could probably you could probably hyphenate and not make it A at the end, but it would oh still be God. weird. Don't but anyway, Port Monto, ring the bell, Jake. <laughs> ring the bell. <laughs> that's, that's actually. But anyway, um, that, that, but that's just it. Like we already have that, and that was before the metaverse, before VR. Um, I do know people who have actually tried to spend days in VR, and there's there's some fantastic videos on YouTube of people spending like a week in VR. Ill. Yeah, so um, so sick. And, and some people actually, they say it's, it's actually a very interesting um, experience mm-hmm. because they don't realize how much they're missing out on as far as like the sights, the sounds, the smells. Like being inside your own home in a VR headset looking at a, a wide open field is not the same as being in a mm-hmm. wide open field where Even you have you had perfect or near perfect um, visual representation. Oh, sure. Even sounds. Like Even that's sound? only two of the five yeah. senses we have, right? We still have touch. What about that light, you know, light breeze that's slightly below temperature? Mm-hmm. Um, or the smell of the, the grass and the flowers or the, or the taste of it when you how much, it. yeah. How much of that can be, except maybe for that, how much of that could be replicated? A, a, I a mean, good portion. there, there's a lot of research being sh- we, we, uh, driven we have, into, um, simulating that type of stuff with oh, sure. neurology. Mm-hmm. Bit, all of those are just stimuli into the brain. Oh, they're just input output. You could do, yeah. you could replicate with enough accuracy to pass as quote unquote real. Oh God, the matrix is getting heavy. Well, we, we have half just suits. Elect- exactly. We're like, we're those just are those, the impulses. first one. Touch is simple to do, right? For the yeah. most part. Um, we have haptic feedback gloves now that actually will stop you when you try to grab stuff in VR. So it'll actually give you a feeling that you're grabbing something. That's Which oh is God, amazing. That's um, we, we haven't looked, I, to my knowledge, I haven't researched a whole lot, but I, I haven't seen anything mainstream that is smell or taste. Yeah, yet. It'd that be, would take like an implant. It wouldn't, yeah. Which yeah, Elon right. Musk is working work on. on. I know. It wouldn't work the same way. It's just way for as music for the brain. Would. That's just waiting music. It's fan. It's fine. Fantastic. So, um, on that horribly depressing note on how the world's probably the world's honestly end. going to end, I'd like, I, you know, I used to, back when we were approaching the end of 2012, where that was, that was the most recent this is the day the world is going to end apocalypse thing that was in vogue. Anyways, there've been many more since then. Um, like I, I 
randomly started reading some stuff up on like potential ways that we could all die. The meteor hitting us for one, my favorite. See, that's fair. Yeah. Oh yeah. My Sorry. favorite. <laughs> yeah, shut Until up. you find out um, some sentient being sent it toward us because they knew we were getting too powerful and they had to fix the problem. Fantastic. My favorite still. weird potential end of the world was definitely the gray goo theory. Oh yes. Uh, was nanobots just eat nanobots everything? Eat yeah. everything. Awesome. Uh, we lose mm. control of them. Uh, but this is, this is my vote for most likely. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Which one? Metaverse. Metaverse. How does that precipitate the end of the world? Uh, for me, I'm thinking that it's it charges such a lack of empathy and... Um, well, it, it means we can do whatever we want to each other. for what's going on. Yeah. And care for consequences. Because like, they don't exist. We're already... Or we feel way. like they don't exist. Because, you know, what happens a year, 10 years, 50 years from now doesn't bother me right now. No. Um, that's That's my vote for how the world's going to end. Love it. What a lovely, so. depressing note to end on. Thank you all for listening to our second season. It has been a ride, to say the least. Our editor yeah. is amazing. He's a little bit of a widget, but it's all right. Is a widget, being a widget a bad thing? No, definitely not. Is it a good thing? Yes. No. That's nice. <laughs> well, we have competing opinions, and uh, there you go. It's one-to-one vote. Sorry. I don't know, Jake. What would you Somebody's vote? abstaining. It's fine. I just am. That's very zen of you. Mm. Niche, anyway, uh, it's definitely not niche, it's not <laughs> Nietzsche either. Anyway, please join us for season three if we haven't bummed you out too much. Uh, we're trying a little format experimentation, hopefully, gonna keep the episode slightly shorter with a little less uh, heavy topics. No, we'll probably hit heavy topics, we'll we're just be pushing th- faster through them, fast and fun. We've had a lot of good feedback on these types of episodes where we crank out you know five or six topics and. We're looking to continue that trend, but at a more manageable scale. Exactly. So, as always, sit and drink responsibly.